At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio. Gonna tell it like it really is We know Haney doesn't give a sh Silencing critics, eliminate misses Two chips never accept on shoulders to get better Everybody knows the name, read about it We're golf teachers, hall of fame, never doubt it It's time for the truth, here's our dude You're listening to Haney You're listening to Haney you're listening to Haney. It's time for the truth. Here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. Yeah. Listening to Haney. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast. Hank Haney, and I'm still buzzing about the match. The match two. Champions for Charity. Tiger Woods, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. Phil Mickelson, they raised $20 million for COVID relief. I mean, that is something. And it's probably more than that because they tied in with the uh, all-in challenge so people could buy raffle tickets. And the raffle ticket got them a chance to win uh, like a – Outing with Tiger, he's going to give you a putting lesson. You're going to get to hang out with him at the uh, Hero World Challenge down in the Bahamas and do that. And then with uh, Phil Mickelson, you're going to get a chance to play with him in the foursome at the Discovery Land uh, charity event that they have. Phil's holding one of the spots for the winner of the All-In Challenge. And when the bids were, were going, I mean, they were just, you know, Tiger's bid was like, I think, Two hundred fifty thousand dollars. I don't know what it ended up going for, uh, but Phil was was a, like around one hundred fifty thousand dollars. So that was a, a huge deal. They're going to auction off the golf carts. Who knows what the what the total was? I'll get I'll get that uh, that total. But but I, I I thought it was 
It was just a fantastic match, like I said yesterday. Today, what I want to do is I want to get into uh, some of the golf analysis, and I also want to get into some of the analysis on on Twitter. Now, you know, I'm going through Twitter and reading what everybody's saying because you know you you know you think, okay, I think this is really good, and then you know other times people people look at it and say, hey, you know, it wasn't very good or whatever. But uh, you know, so I, I'm, I'm checking out Twitter. And I go on, and one of the you know people that I always follow is my man Ron Mintz. You've heard him on the podcast before. You can follow him on Twitter at Mintzgoff. And Ron said this. He said last week was nice to see Goff again, uh, but today was awesome. He was referring to the, uh, the 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 Sunday match. So that was was one person's you know comment or opinion. All right, then we had Minnesota Tim. You know, my great producer, he uh, posed a question on Twitter. And this was, you know, Sunday. He said, what What did you think of the match part two, Champions for, for Charity? And I want to read to you some of the responses. Because for the overwhelming part, people thought it was, it was, it was good. Uh, my man uh, at Rod Hill, one, two, three. He said, I think we know what's under the armor now. I don't know what that means exactly. I'm going to have to ask him what, what that means. I have to, it's got me thinking there. Uh, another buddy of mine, uh, Greg Yurick, uh, he said, I enjoyed it. He said, since it was on cable TV, it would have been nice to hear an, a non-censored version. <laughs> we got a little non-censored version when Tom Brady uh, hold that shot out, you know, from 160 yards and, and told uh, – he said, Chuck, why don't you suck on that? That was a little uncensored version right, right there. But that was, you know, it's a good point that Greg's, Greg brings up because, I mean, there's some choice language. And when we were going through the prop bets before the, the uh, Champions for Charity match, it was like, what's the over and under on, on swear words? And I'm like, the over and under on swear words is zero. Nobody's going to – they're not going to say anything because why would they? I mean, what – what benefit is it? They're doing this for charity. They're doing a good thing. They're all coming out as winners. Why would you want to say or do anything that could, you know, shed you in a, a negative light? Nobody, nobody would do that. So they, they absolutely didn't. Uh, here's a, here's another one from uh, Patrick Kennedy. I loved it. And uh, Tiger remains the worst dressed rich person ever. <laughs> There was a few people that commented on the length of his shorts. He does like those shorts. He's been wearing those shorts forever. It's like the, the the shirts have gotten smaller and the shorts have stayed the the the, the same uh, you know size and length. They're 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 de- definitely a little long, kind of a little out of style at this point. But I'll tell you what, uh, his golf was not out of style. I mean, I thought he played fantastic. I'm going to get into that a little bit. I'm going to get into some more golf analysis, but let me let me read you some other other stuff. Uh, Bill Young says JT was on fire. I thought he was too. Justin Thomas was great. I mean, I I, I thought he did first time he'd ever done television and his marching orders. You know, my 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 buddy BZ Brian Zurf, he was the producer. Of the, he produced this event. He put it together. He's him and he's Phil Mickelson's friend. And he had this big idea to raise money for charity for COVID relief. And he pitched this to Phil and, you know, Phil pitched it to Tiger and and Phil pitched it to Tom Brady because he's friends with Tom Brady. And, of course, you know, it, it, 
Phil knows that Tiger and Peyton Manning are friends. And anyway, they, they, they put this whole thing together. And uh, BZ had told me, he said, I'm going to, he told me who his announcers were going to be. And I, he said, you know, Charles Barkley's going to be one of them. And I'm like, well, he's, Charles is great. I mean, he's always great. And then he said, uh, Justin Thomas is going to be his on course with uh, Amanda Bellion. I said, well, Amanda Bellion is a superstar. I mean, she just is. But uh, Justin Thomas never done. He says, and I told Justin Thomas, this is BZ speaking. He says, I told him just, you got to just let it rip. He said, don't, you know, uh, you know, be, be funny, be entertaining, be yourself. I mean, we, you know, don't get all hung up on, you know, he's got this far, 160 yards and he's hitting an eight iron. You know, it's like people don't care. I've, I've said this forever. Like people don't like, like, like when I worked for ESPN way back in the day and I, and, and, you know, it was a bad time to be working for ESPN because uh, they were losing their golf coverage. And the next year, ESPN wasn't going to have any PGA Tour events. So everybody that was announcing on ESPN, in their mind, they were auditioning. Yeah, I had other jobs. I mean, I was teaching golf. I mean, this was just, a you know, and, and most notably teaching Tiger Woods. But, but, but I did this ESPN thing. And I'm doing it with all these announcers that know that next year they're going to be losing their job. And it's just like a, a, an audition. Like everybody's auditioning. And they're and and they're just talking all the time, talk and talk and talk, because they want to impress somebody with something they have to say. Anyway, I was a new kid on the block. They never let me say anything. And and by the time I got a chance to say something, I had like, you know, 10 seconds. And uh, you know, they thought, you know, okay, Hank, what has he got? And I'm like, oh, he's got 165 yards, he's hitting an eight iron. And I'm thinking to myself, what? Who cares? What difference does it make? I mean, it's just, it's just, when they spend all their time talking about that on TV, it just drives me crazy. I mean, it just means nothing. I thought Justin Thomas did a good job. He put some, some good stuff in there. Here's another, another uh, Twitter comment. Uh, very entertaining. Loved it. Uh, that's from D. Farrell. Uh, J.P. Uh, Feldner. Uh, so much better than part one. I agree. See, better than part one because they had four people. When you got four people, you know, if one guy's not talking, and you know, Tiger didn't say a lot, Tom Brady didn't say a lot, but they, they Brady got going after he held out that shot, then he he loosened up a little bit because I think at first he was like thinking, oh my God, this is going to be the most embarrassing thing ever. Once he held out the shot, then he knows he's hit the shot of the day. No matter what else happens, he's a winner. I mean, no, no matter what else happens, I'm part of a day that raised twenty million dollars for charity, and I hit the shot that everybody's going to remember. And, uh, you know, he, he, he loosened up, uh, but it's easier when you have four people talking instead of, instead of two, when you have two people and it was Tiger and Phil before, and they're with their caddies and they're out there a long walk to the ball. You know, th- this time they were in fast carts. So they got a long walk to the ball, a lot of dead time. And there's not a lot of talking, especially when it, it, it gets close, but Peyton Manning's a talker. And I think, you know, that was a, you know, a, a, a big, big plus here's from Sean Taylor. Uh, my man Sean Taylor thought it was great. Uh, nice back and forth between the guys. Peyton coming within a foot of twenty-five million wasn't bad either. Uh, at the match too, I thought I thought it was really good. Steve Brady says a very good show. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, too many technical issues. Oh, and there wasn't that many technical. Like, you know, a couple times the mic didn't work, but it was always Tiger with the mic not working. I'm, I wonder if the mic wasn't working or if he just wasn't responding. You know, I mean, you know, he's not that much into to that that whole thing. I just kind of got the feeling that, you know, maybe it was the latter. Who knows? Maybe not. But it, well, Phil's mic was working good. 
you know, it was in there. It was only when they were in their cart that it wasn't working. And it was only Tiger. I mean, Brady's was working. Mate, Peyton Manning's was always working in his cart. Phil's was always working in his cart. I don't know. It just was, you know. But there, there was a couple things. But I mean, I think you got to cut the guys a little slack. I mean, I, you know, I'm a, I'm as critical as anybody. But I mean, geez, I mean, it's pouring rain, pouring rain. So I mean, you know, it had to be tough. I mean, tough to produce that thing. Tough to count on your equipment to work. I mean, I don't know. That was pretty, pretty tough. I mean, and the, you know, the earpieces they're wearing, and it's raining, and you know, that's a, probably a little uncomfortable play. But the guys kept it in. Brady had his hanging out half the time. Remember when he hit that shot and he hold out he had the, his his uh, whole battery pack flew off his back and it was hanging by the the cord. It was a little awkward moment, but he, you know, the shot went in, spun right, right in there. Um, here's here's another one from Craig uh, Madison. I thought it was great fun, uh, even with the crappy weather. And you know, I think the crappy weather came out pretty good. I was talking to to my man BZ, uh, who put this whole thing together, and he said, you know what, the bad weather made it even better because you know you didn't you didn't see guys out there, uh, you know, on a sunny day. Uh, wearing their sunglasses where you can't see their eyes. It was overcast. It was raining. You could see everybody's, you know, faces and eyes, which is a big plus. Uh, and, you know, the, the fact of the matter that you got, you know, four, you know, very, 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 very wealthy guys and hugely successful. I mean, you got two goats, Tiger and Tom Brady, and you got, you know, two, you know, big Hall of Famers, Peyton Manning and and, and Phil Mickelson. Uh, and Phil's, you know, arguably a top 10 golfer of all time. Peyton Manning, arguably a top five quarterback of all time. And they're all out there playing in that crappy weather for nothing but pride. And they were into it, but nothing but pride and, uh, you know, raising, raising money, money for charity. And it almost worked out better that it was, it was in the, in the rain. I think it was really good. Nick said, uh, great match. Uh, uh, Poe Grant said, "Freaking incredible!" I mean, I you know Patrick Saint loved it. I mean, every it's everybody. You know, here's a here's one from uh, B Handsome Face. How about that? Uh, how about that for a name on Twitter? Loved it. Great to see incredible athletes struggle like the rest of us. Also, great announcers and uh, you know pace of play. You know, it was uh, it was good. Great. True Blue says, "Great TV, so enjoyable." You know. Uh, Michael Blasnick, uh, he says, uh, good stuff. Uh, Michael Fallon, excellent. You know, riveting. Lunchbox Joe says, you know, John Colley loved it. I mean, everybody, you know, it, it's, it was so good. I mean, Alex uh, Teason said, I found it very entertaining, much more than the first match, a lot more banner and listening to Phil coach um, Brady and talk through his shots was was fascinating and I you know I thought I thought it was too so I you know that's gonna be the the next thing I get into I want to I want to get into uh, some of the uh, golf analysis and some of the lessons that uh, you know you can learn we can all learn uh, the kind of the instruction part of the uh, the match the champions for uh, for charity we'll take a little break uh, here from our sponsors including voodoo pain relief cream if you've got aches and pains, arthritis pain, joint pain, whatever it is, uh, try Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. 50 million Americans suffer from chronic pain. And if you're like me, you've tried every single product that's out there on the market. And I'm telling you, I've tried them all. 
Voodoo pain relief cream works. I just had a, a, a problem with my left knee. I've just had, I've had both my knees replaced in just six months ago, and I'm playing pickleball and golf and played pickleball for six hours the other day. Anyway, my left knee swelled up so bad I could barely bend it. I put the Voodoo pain relief cream on, and I'm not kidding you. Uh, my, my flexion went from 90 degrees where I could just barely bend my knee, get it to 90 degrees, to about 125 degrees, and it, it happened in like, 30 minutes after I put the, the the cream on. It works to reduce inflammation. If you haven't tried it, you can get a free two-week supply at voodoopainrelief.com. So go and check it out, voodoopainrelief.com. All right, we'll be right back on the Hank Any Podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> So I'm going to I'm going to touch first on the my analysis of the uh, golf that was played at the the match. I want to analyze every player for you. Uh, one thing that I found very very interesting, which is a lesson for everybody, and it's that Phil Mickelson was very nervous at the start, and he even said it. He said I was I was. He mentioned it quite a few times. He said I'm a little tight, which I think was incredibly refreshing. That. Somebody as great as Phil Mickelson would play in a match. You know, obviously he's playing with Tiger. It's a big thing. Anytime you play with with a goat, it's a big thing. He's partnering with Tom Brady, greatest quarterback of all time, and they're playing. You know, with Peyton Manning. So I mean, it's a big deal. They know millions of people are watching. They want to hit the ball good. And Phil talked about how he was nervous and tight at the start, and then even at the end of the match when they. We're on 18 and they're taking, holding their check there and taking their pictures with their $20 million check for uh, charity. 
And Phil said I was, you know, a little, I was tight at the start, you know. But that I, th- I think that shows a human side that you know people can can relate to. One of the things that that I hear a lot from people is they'll say, you know, Hank, I'm I'm nervous, I'm nervous on the first tee, and I, and I always point out to people, I say, you know what, you're not the only guy that's nervous. As a matter of fact, if you weren't nervous, you'd be the only guy. And is that really a realistic, you know, expectation that you're going to be the only person on the face of the earth that's not nervous? I mean, everybody's nervous. Phil Mickelson was nervous on the on the first tee, and he didn't didn't drive it very good with a with a you know he had iron off the first tee, didn't he? I mean, he, and he and he couldn't come close to keeping that in play. I was looking at the bets. You remember the prop bets we were talking about last week? The prop bets with Peyton Manning or Tom Brady hitting the first fairway, and made, uh, Peyton Manning was was favored to hit the first fairway. I'm like, he's not going to hit the first fairway. There's a, the, the PGA Tour player hits fairways 65% of the time. You think Peyton Manning, a, a, a football player, is going to get on the first tee playing with Tiger Woods? And Phil Mickelson, not to mention Tom Brady. And you think he's going to hit a fairway with millions of people watching on TV? There is no chance. He's lucky he hit the golf ball. Uh, and, it, you know, of course, he, he he sent it over there in the in the Thule's. And Tom Brady sent it over there in the, the, the Thule's, too. I mean, Brady was in a full-blown panic. Uh, the day before, I heard he was out there practicing until like 9 o'clock at night. And then the day of the the big match, Sunday of the big match, he, you know, they were going to tee off at like one o'clock. He shows up at like nine or ten, and he they said he played eighteen holes before the match. I mean, you, you do that, you're in a, a full blown panic about what your uh, golf game is going to look like on on TV. Uh, you just, you know, it's hard. Hey, it's hard to hit that first shot. And you know, once once you kind of loosen up a little bit, and you know, Phil, what I noticed from Phil was he was tight at, at the beginning, and his short game bails him out, obviously. So he hit some good short game shots, which no matter how tight he is, he can hit short game shots. And when he hit the good short game shots, then it allowed him to get into his you know a, a little more into his comfort zone a little bit, which is. A big key to everybody's game because you know sometimes you do start off tight and you do start off nervous, but if one part of your game and the short game is a good part to, to do this with, if one part of your game can kind of pull you along, then you got a chance to 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 bide some time and maybe get your swing going a little bit. Phil talked about his how his swing was off and he was getting ahead of the ball a little bit and he was going to try to you know he's going to try to correct it and you know as soon as he said that I think Amanda Bailey also asked him well how how would you do that and he said well I'm going to try to I'm going to do this or that and and Phil actually ended up hitting the ball great I mean he drove the ball great bombed it on that uh, drivable par 4 which was an incredible shot but he drove it you know with the with alternate shot match on the line and I know they're just playing for you know pride but it meant something to him yeah you could tell I mean, you could tell it meant something to him. And, and Phil's hitting the, these drives on the last nine holes. And I'm telling you, I mean, he was he was driving the ball great. I mean, he drove the ball great. So he, you know, he 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 settled down for sure. I I looked at at uh at Peyton Manning and I thought, you know what, he's I've played with Peyton before. I played with him with, with Tiger one time or or two times. I, I can't remember, but but you know, he's a decent player. Uh has a club, you know coming down a little bit, maybe too much from the inside. So that's why he hooks it too much. 
but you know how I always say, you know, uh, a, a slice is no good. A hook is much better. Um, you know, if, if you can go from slicing to hooking to good golf, you can go from hooking to good golf. But no one in the history of the game of golf has ever gone from slicing to good golf. So the fact that Peyton Manning, you know, has the ball going from right to left and yeah, it hooked too much on the first hole. But to me, that was a guarantee that you're going to see some good shots out of him. And you did see some good shots out of him. He, he, you know, when you get the ball curving from your right-handed player and you get the ball curving from right to left, it's a sign that you're you're in the right direction and you're gonna you're gonna hit some good shots. When you're Tom Brady and you're hitting everything to the right, you know, then, you know, I'll tell you what it's a sign of usually that it's going to be a very, very long day. I mean, that's what it's going to usually usually be a, a sign of. And, I mean, Brady hit a couple good shots and a good iron nut shot in that par three and uh, hold out on, on the, you know, the par five, the big shot, the big shot of the day. But he hit a couple really good shots. I mean, you know, I mean, he made, made two birdies. And so that's not all bad, but I mean, he 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 wouldn't he wouldn't have broke a hundred. I mean, uh, and of course, these guys were billed as eight handicaps coming in. And I said, you know, listen, an eight handicap under pressure on TV, uh, realistically, yeah, eight handicaps supposed to shoot about eighty. Realistically, playing in that setting, an eight handicap is probably going to shoot about eighty-eight to ninety, and on a bad day, he could go he could go he could go for a hundred. I mean, and that's that's a hard golf course. Medalist, a real hard golf course. Not easy. Hard course. Playing with Tiger, playing with Phil, you got to add strokes for all that. Raining, add some strokes for that. Poof, hundreds easily, easily in, in uh, you know, sight for an, an eight handicap. And I get a kick out of people on Twitter saying, I could beat this guy. Or, you know, well, <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. They're, they're in a, they're in a, 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 t- a tough situation. Uh, Tiger played great. I mean, I thought he analyzed his game, analyzed his swing. I thought he played really, really good. I mean, I don't think he hardly missed two shots all day. I, you know, I, maybe an iron he hit uh, a short right, maybe uh, shot into a par five, maybe overcut it in the bunker. I don't know. I mean, he did. He did not hit many. He did not miss many shots. I mean, I, he didn't didn't hit one foul ball with the driver, not one. Now I know the course is wide, and everybody says it's wide, but I don't care. I mean, you know, if, you know, Phil it wasn't wide enough for Phil. Certainly not starting off. Phil was okay on the back nine, but it wasn't wide enough for him on the front nine. But Tiger did miss a shot. I mean, he looked phenomenal. Swing looked good. Positions of his swing looked good. The tempo, rhythm, timing, the whole thing in his swing that people like to talk about that looked good. I, I thought he looked like in you know great shape. So clearly, people were, were wanting to see what Tiger looked like, and I think uh, without a doubt, the time off has helped him. Uh, he, you know, talked about his body and how it's it's better, and you know he's had plenty of time to work out. It's the same stuff he always says, but uh, you know it, it it looks he looked better than he did when he left. Let's put it, let, let let's put it that way. And I thought he looked looked a lot better. I mean, you play like that, and you know it's just a question of how you putt and get a couple breaks, and you can be there with a chance to win major championships. I mean, I would be based on what we saw. You know, and, and granted, it's just an 18-hole match. It's a you know alternate shot, best ball in the front nine, alternate shot in the back. But based on what we saw, I mean, I don't know how you could look at Tiger and think, oh, you know, he, you know, you certainly couldn't look at him and say he's got no chance to win a major this year. I mean, I'd look at him and I'd say, you know, he's got a, a good shot of winning. And I mean, he putted good. Um, you know, made the the putts when his team needed him to make them. I 
I know it's not a tournament, but still, he's trying. He made the putts when he needed to. And in the last hole, see, the, the, the last hole it epitomizes Tiger Woods' Woods game. Uh, Peyton Manning hits the ball. It's alternate shots, tough format. So Peyton Manning hits the ball on the green, but he barely gets it on the green. Okay. Well, Peyton Manning is a little shaky with the putter. Short putts. Long putts, good. He lags it up there, good. Short putts, shaky. Had that one short miss. Remember that? Uh, I forget what hole it was, but he had a short miss. And I rewound that a couple times. I mean, that was a yip. Okay. You want to know what a yip looks like? That was a yip. Uh, and so right away that tells you, you know, that's a, a, a you know, that's a, that's a potential issue coming in. Now, uh, Trevor Immelman mentioned it. He said of the two football players, uh, Peyton Manning's been the shakiest with the putter. Well, he was referring to the one putter. Of course, nobody will ever say the word yip. You know, that's the, that's the, the, the dirty word. Nobody will ever say it's, you know, or, you know, he, he looks a little shaky with the putter. Well, that's more than a little shaky. That's a big problem. All right, so this match, this match, I know they're just playing for pride, but they both want to win. Tiger's on the front of the green because that's where, where Peyton Manning left him. Well, realistically, from, I don't know what that was, 70, 80 feet, it's a long way. Fast green, up a little hill, you're, you're into the green, then you're down green. It's not an easy putt. I, you know, I don't care. You know, people were talking all day about how many times Tiger's played the course and it's Tiger's home's course and this and that. I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> I don't care whose home course it is. I mean, I don't care how many times you played the course. You still got to hit the ball. I mean, just because you've played the course, and Tiger even said that, which was very modest of him to say that, you know, well, I know where to go on this course. Well, I mean, you can know where to go and not hit it there. I mean, I know where to go on a lot of courses, and I can't hit it there. I mean, that uh, he played great. I mean, not good. He played great. He really, really did. You know, but but back to the putt on 18. So Peyton Manning leaves him on the, the, the front of the green. Now, if Tiger lags it up there three feet, four feet, from that distance, three or four feet was a good distance. That, that would be a... Very good putt from that distance, from 70, 80 feet. You lag it up there three or four feet, that's a good putt. If he lags it up there three or four feet, if he lags up there three or four feet, Peyton Manning's odds on to miss that putt. Because he's thinking about the other short one he missed, and he's shaky with the stroke. He's odds on to miss that putt. He just is. And then 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 we're in some kind of a you know chip-off thing or whatever, which you know would have been interesting, but it's not what everybody wanted because it was getting dark. Tiger rolls that putt up there, gimme. That is one of the, the the one of the most underrated parts of his game, and it's one of the reasons that he's been so great throughout his whole career at playing with the lead. Is that when he gets on the lead, he doesn't have to hit iron shots inside of fifteen feet or twenty feet. He can hit a conservative iron to thirty, forty, fifty feet. Conservative play the middle of green. He's on a lead, and he can lag it up there close. And it's one thing to two putt. It's another thing to two putt with no stress. And not only was there no stress for Peyton Manning, there wasn't even a putt. He didn't even have to putt it. So that was a that that just was, you know, vintage Tiger, really. And I and I promise you, I promise you, I guarantee you, with one hundred percent, that Peyton Manning standing over the side of the green thinking, oh boy. 
this is such a long putt for Tiger. I'm going to I'm going to have to make the next one. You know, because even a good one would have been three or four feet. And Peyton Manning wanted nothing to do with the three or four footer at that point. Not national TV, one up in the match, the whole thing. He didn't want anything to do. Tiger knocks it up there six inches from the cup. Great. But I thought I thought Tiger played great. I thought his swing looked good. You know, I thought Phil was impressive on the back nine. Um, you know, Brady, uh, you know, hit a couple good shots. Thank God. Uh, Peyton Manning uh, better because he, he, at least he, he gets the ball. Uh, hooking, but what I want to do is—is is, uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, a kind of an instruction part of it, like what I would have told these players, and some of the instruction that you heard uh, during during the match, and we'll do that when uh, when we come back. First, we'll hear from our sponsors, and I want to take this uh, moment to tell you about a couple of things. One, you know, my Haney University uh, site. You can go to HaneyUniversity.com and you can sign up right there. Enter your email address. And you'll be on the list to receive all my free tips. Now, you can also purchase my new book there, How to Play Better Golf Today, Lessons of a Lifetime. Getting a lot of great feedback on that. Uh, go to HaneyUniversity.com for that. And we've got a, a special offer on pull carts. I talked about this the, the, the other day, but a lot of pe- people are into these pull carts. You can't get them anywhere. You can't You go on online, you go on Amazon, you go to storage, you can't find a pull cart because everybody's everybody's social distancing, they're walking more and everybody wants a pull cart. I, I got a hold of the absolute best pull cart called the Quick Fold. I've got, I got a little demo on there of, of me using it. You'll see it on, on Haney University. And it's a special price too because you go on Amazon, it's like $389 plus shipping. And you go uh, on, on my site, we've got it for $349, shipping included. So it's a great price. It's an absolutely fantastic product if you're one of these guys out there. Because I know there's like people everywhere looking for push cards. I can't find a push card, you know. Well, you can find one right there at HaneyUniversity.com. Um, so go there and, and check it out. All right, we'll hear from our sponsors. We'll be right back on the Hank Haney Podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. 
It, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport, and me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, I'll give you some instruction thoughts. Uh, I'm gonna well, let me see where to start here. Okay, I'll, I'll start with Tiger. Uh, I thought his swing looked great. I mean, if you, you know, I, I didn't see, I didn't see anything in his game, short game wise, full swing, and uh, anything to be a putting. I didn't see anything to be alarmed at, or to, to to be nervous about. I mean, I thought he was he was in in great form. I think Tiger's swing, for the most part, has really looked good in the in the, the the last year, and I thought it looked really really good at the at, at the the match. I really I really did. I think he's he's gonna have a good year, whatever that means, because I don't know how many tournaments he's gonna play or how many tournaments the tour is gonna play. But oh, let's to you know make the assumption they're gonna play three majors. I think he's gonna have a, a good year. I based on what I saw this, I know it's just eighteen home match, whatever. But based on that, I mean, I, I he's going to win somewhere, and and the odds are, you know, I mean, he's he's it's hard to win him, but he's 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 going to be there with a chance at at some major, and put him at a chance in a major where experience means the most, you know, it, his odds are better than others. Well, I, I thought he looked great. Um, Phil Mickelson, okay, his swing. I don't, I don't, you know. It's hard for me to comment on Phil. I mean, he's got a long swing. I don't necessarily think that's bad. Uh, I don't really know what he tries to do. He, you know, it takes a, a lash at that driver. He loves saying he's hitting bombs, high bombs. Anyway, I thought he drove the ball great on the back nine. You know, it, it, to me, my teaching is always geared towards fixing a bad shot. So it's like, what is your bad? What bad shot do we want to get rid of? And what Phil tends to do is, is he tends to miss both ways. So my first order of business would be to take one of those misses away. And it would probably be dictated by what, whatever one he dislikes the most. But I would always try to, like, if you're a two-way misser, Somebody misses both ways. You miss right, you miss left. I would say, okay, we've got to f- fix one of those bad shots so we can narrow it down and only have half the golf course to play. And that would be, you know, be be my, uh, you know, in- instruction to 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 fill. And I, you know, I don't know exactly where that would start without some kind of an interview process. And that's a big part of any lesson. I mean, you have to talk to the student and figure out what what it is they're feeling and what they're trying to do and. What shots give them trepidation and the, the 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 whole thing? I thought it was really cool when Phil Mickelson uh, described the short game shot that he was going to play, uh, and he pitched it up there like a foot from hole. That was a hard shot. I mean, you, you you don't have much green to work with. The grain's running into the wrong way. Uh, he's talking about the grain with where the ball's lying. So you know, I don't want to. I don't want to come in this way because I'm gonna. I could. I could chunk it because of the the grain running into the grain. Uh, I don't want to. You know, hit it on the green w- without any spin because it's gonna. It's gonna skid and it's gonna go too far. It's downhill after that. I'm gonna try and land it right here. 
and then bounce it up there with and he just he executed it perfect but it was real that was really interesting and i i thought that was you know good clearly they maybe told him to do it i don't know but i thought justin thomas did a great job leading phil into that time tell us how describe what you're going to do that's something you don't ever get to see on tv that's why i think some of the comments that people made like on twitter and they talked about hey this was phenomenal to watch you don't you don't get to hear that you don't get you don't get to to see the a player describe exactly what he's going to do. Tiger did it on another hole. I mean, did about half of what Phil did, but I thought Phil did did, did just uh, uh, great with that. One of the things that really stood out to me because I'm always talking about with putting is how you've got to have speed and and direction, but speed's the most important thing. And if 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 you think back to the to the match and and Phil is trying to help his partner Tom Brady, and he just would always tell him, you know. Just, you know, get the get the right focus on the pace, focus on the right speed. I remember one of the putts that they, you know, really needed to make. They needed to make just one more putt. But he missed it on the high side. And Phil's comment was you just hit it just a little bit too hard. But that's why Phil was always telling him, hit it the right speed. It's the same thing I always do. I tell people just concentrate on getting your speed right because you're never going to get the line right if you don't get the speed right. And when Phil is telling Tom Brady, you know, he's reading the putt for him, he's telling him where to play the putt, it's all, you know, conditioned on do you hit it the right speed? Like when he tells him to play it, you know, one cup out to the right, he's telling him that. At a certain speed, not there's not not you know it's not any speed is going to work. It has to be the right speed for it to take the break. If you hit it too soft, it's going to break too much. If you hit it too hard, it's not going to break enough. So whenever you're over a putt, you have to be thinking, hit the putt the right speed, hit the putt the right speed. And and Phil Mickelson kept harping that over and over and over again. So and he, you know these guys are good. I mean you know I know they didn't play great. I mean. Manning played better than than uh, Brady, but overall, considering the way that golf is played by the masses of people, the, those guys are good golfers. I mean, they are. They're in a tough situation, hard course, playing with two icons in the game. Uh, one of them, the greatest of all time, it's a tough situation to be in. Millions of people watch on TV. They're football players. They're great. You're used to the two minute drill. They're not used to this. Uh, but you know, they they they're. they're Taking in the information that the, the the guys are giving them, Phil gave a lot of good information. He he he, he really did. I, one of the things that I f- I found was uh, interesting when Brady kept hitting the ball to the right. Okay, and you know, of course, at some point they're going to ask somebody why is he hitting him to the right. And Trevor Immelman is, is he he's going to try to give you some instruction, and it gives you an idea of what he thinks is because here, here's what usually happens. People will tell you whatever they're working on. I always used to say, I think it's one of the rules that there should be an instruction is you should have to write down everything that you're working on in your own game if you're a teacher and not be allowed to teach it during a lesson. But people always have an eye, a keen eye for whatever it is they're working on. So Trevor Immelens is watching Tom Brady hit to the right. Now, when Tom Brady's hitting to the right, and that's where all the misses were going except for one. Every other miss went to the right. You got to fix the right shot. You got to fix the bad shot. He's hitting to the right. And when you're hit to the right, the club face is open relative to the path of the swing. So what that means is, is the path of the swing is too much left of the club face. 
So the, if the club face is two degrees to the right, meaning the club face pointed two degrees to the right of the target, and the path is from in to out three degrees, that would mean that the club face is one degree closed relative to, to the target, and every ball would have hooked. But they weren't. They were blocking to the right or slicing to the right. So you know the club face is too open relative to the path of swing. So there has to be two things that have to happen. One of two things, probably both. And in this case, it was both. One, Tom Brady needed to swing the club more to the right. The path of his swing needed to go more to the right. Number two, Tom Brady needed to close the club face more at impact. Okay, so what does Trevor Immelman tell you? And frankly, it is just... He, he doesn't know what he's doing in, in instruction. I mean, he just, I mean, he's a master's champion, great player, whatever. But as far as teaching golf goes, no, sorry, clueless, doesn't have any idea. Because here's the advice he gave him. Remember, club face is open relative to the path of swing. Path is to the left, club face is pointed to the right. We know that. That's why the ball's doing what it's doing. It's pushing, it's slicing. Okay? It's not hooking back. Peyton Manning's ball starting to the right and hooking. What does that tell you? The path is closed relative to the path of swing. The path of swing is to the right. The club face is closed relative to the path. When Peyton Manning was swinging, he was swinging three or four degrees to the right, and the club face was pointed maybe one or two degrees to the right, and that's why every ball he hit all day long was, was hooking. And that's the way he, he plays. Tom Brady was the opposite. Okay, why was Tom Brady's club face open? Well, one, his club face is open at the top of the swing a, a little bit. His grip is, is, is pretty weak. For a player that misses to the right, his grip is pretty. It's, it's, a, it's actually a, a technically a pretty darn good grip, but he's not a touring pro. He could have stood to have a, a, a stronger grip. Both hands needed to be turned more to the right on the club. That would have been the, if, if I would have said under the pressure of a situation where you've got to just tell a guy one thing, what would I have told him? I would have said strengthen your grip. And if he would have strengthened his grip, he would have gotten something to curve from right to left, which he did about two shots. One on me hold, one on me hit three feet from the uh, pin, and then maybe you know two or three drives with a three wood. By the way, he never teed off with a driver. But if you if he would have would have strengthened the grip, turned both hands to the right on the grip, and eased up on his grip pressure, he would have squared the club face better. That would that would be one thing. The next thing is is that at the top of his swing. His club always has a tendency to point a little bit to the left. Peyton Manning's club at the top of his swing points a little bit to the right. And because it points to the right, he stands the club up a little more at the top. It points to the right. That's going to cause you to swing from in to out too much. That's why he hooks the ball too much. He needs to point the club more to the left, get his arm up higher, his left arm up higher. I'm talking about Peyton Manning. Get his arm up higher, point the club more left. Tom Brady needs to get the club pointed more to the right at the top of the swing with a little more closed club face. Closed club face would happen if he strengthened his grip. When the club's to the right at the top of his swing, then his path can get a little bit more from inside to out. Okay, what does Trevor Immerman tell him? He tells him that he... he, he, he he didn't tell him this, but he said this on TV. He said his ball position needs to be more forward. Okay. Now, just logically think this out. If you put the ball position more forward, what's that going to do to the path of the swing? You're swinging on an arc from inside to straight to inside. If you put the ball more forward in your stance, you're going to swing the club more to the left. He's already swinging the club too much to the left. That's going to make it worse. 
You need to put the ball back in your stance more so you can swing the club more to the right. But even with the ball back in the stance, he couldn't swing it to the right because the club is pointed too much to the left at the top of his swing. Okay, so the, And it's not squaring up because it's too open to begin with at the top of the swing. And he's not releasing it at the, at the bottom. But he tells him to, you know, he needs to put the ball further forward. Wrong, exact opposite. He tells him he needs to stay in his posture more. He's coming out of his shots. Okay, well, first off, when you hit a ball to the right, it's not coming out of your shot doesn't cause a ball to the right. What causes a ball to go to the right is a club face that's open relative to the path of the swing. Now, if you're coming out of shots, if you're coming out of shots, that means you're raising up. Are you going to hit it thin or fat if you're raising up? You're going to hit it thin. You're raising up. What did Tom Brady do? He hit shots fat out there. Well, you can't be, your problem can't be coming out of your posture if you're hitting shots fat. And your problem isn't coming out of your posture if you're not squaring your, your club face at impact by releasing your hands properly. Justin Thomas, they asked him what he would do, and he said, he said he needs to soften up his right arm so he can release the club through impact. Okay, I don't know about that. I mean, it's a, it's kind of a new one on me to soften up the right arm. But at least he's talking about releasing the club through impact, and he's talking about squaring the face. But I don't know if that would do it. Maybe it would. Not the way I do it. But it's a thought. It's a thought. Ball forward, stay in your posture. That has nothing to do with hitting a shot to the right like that. Anyway, I just wanted to bring that up. Because every you know what? I, I, I think to myself... People that are at home watching on TV are listening to this stuff, and then they're probably going to go out there and try it. Well, that's that's uh, don't don't try that one. Don't try. If you want to listen to somebody, listen to Justin Thomas. By the way, Justin Thomas's father, Mike's a PGA uh, professional, and his grandfather was a PGA professional, and they all give you know they, those two gave a lot of golf lessons. And I would trust, you know, uh, that information a, a, a little bit more. So anyway, that's what I, that was my thought process when I heard the in, in instruction that was uh, being given and, and what I would have told them. If, you know what I, I feel? You, you watch people as an instructor, you watch people play. And I think, you know, in five minutes, two minutes, maybe, you know, I'd have had Tom Brady drawing that ball from right to left. Point the club a little more right at the top. Swing the club a little more right in your downswing. Strengthen your grip just a tiny bit, and we'll get that ball curving from right to left. If that didn't do it, I would have showed him how to square the back of his left hand. Turn the back of your left hand at impact. Get the back of your left hand facing the target at impact, and that ball would have been drawn every time. He's not that far off. I know, you know, as a matter of fact, if you look at the, the, the swings out there, you know, I mean, it, it, a lot of it has to do with hand-eye coordination, you know, it's it's a bit, and, and repeatability. But uh, Tom Brady's swing is better than Peyton Manning's swing, but the results were not there because he was missing those couple things. He's he's close, but uh, close close didn't get it done. So anyway, uh, get my book uh, How to Play Better Golf Today, and you'll. Uh, pick up some more of the lessons that I uh, like the one I just gave you lessons of a lifetime my new book uh, how to play better golf today sign up at uh, haneyuniversity.com to receive my free emails 
Send your golf swings in to golfschools at hankany.com. You get a free analysis from Steve Johnson, the great predictor, or one of my uh, other instructors will do that for you. And uh, if you have questions, email them to hankanygolf at outlook.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Hank Haney, and make sure you hit the follow button on the iHeartRadio app so our podcast shows up for you every single day and we'll uh, help you play better golf and learn, learn more about golf. Hope everybody has a great day. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll be back tomorrow on the Hank Haney Podcast. The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.